the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Range from an extra nickel per hour in Alaska to a $1 an hour hike in Maine, Massachusetts, and for California employees with more than 25 workers. The largest employers in Seattle will have to pay workers at least $16 an hour in the new year. Increases are also on the way in Missouri and Arkansas as a result of voter-approved ballot initiatives. I'm Shelley Antler. President Trump's administration has faced widespread criticism from Democrats and the mainstream media over the deaths of two Guatemalan children at the border. He is blaming Democrats, though, on what he calls their pathetic immigration policy that allows people to think they can come in here illegally. This is SRN News. Mark Levin reminds us of when the Russian tampering happened. The entire interference in our election by the Russians occurred on Barack Obama's watch, on Clapper's watch, on Brennan's watch, on Comey's watch on John Kerry's watch, on Joe Biden's watch. Not one of them are held responsible for failing to do anything effective to stop it or to even inform the American people about what was taking place. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock. So have no fear, the Narn Closer is here. It's the Brad Carlson Show coming up next. On AM 1280, The Patriot. Wixon Jewelers reminds you there are just two days till Christmas. Diamond stud earrings are always the perfect gift. Shopped an incredible collection of styles, shapes, and sizes at Wixon Jewelers just off 35W in Bloomington. From the Wixon Jewelers studios, high of 30. Tonight, mostly cloudy and a low of 17. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am not, in fact, Brad Carlson. I'm Mitch Berg in for Brad today. Brad's off on assignments, doing the voodoo he do. I am in here kind of enjoying the Sunday vibe. Going to have a little different show today, at least by my standards. At least second hour, we're going to be talking a little bit about what we face in the upcoming two years here with uh, Democrat control of the Minnesota House and Governor's Office, continuing control uh, for the Democrats of the Minnesota uh, Governor's Office. And what this, and we're going to be putting this in a slightly different uh, context than I've done before. The uh, and and it's I've done this before, but it's my understanding of the approach I'm going to take in discussing the issue has changed a bit over the last uh, probably years since I did it last. So we'll uh, we'll we'll come back to that in a bit here. But I in the past have told all of you, and and in yesterday's show I, I brought this up as well to to do. Try to keep a good attitude about about things uh, as we head into this. What's going to be a interesting uh, two sessions here in the Minnesota State House and the Minnesota State Legislature, Minnesota State Government, with uh, only only a very thin Republican majority in the Senate keeping us from well catastrophe. But I've said before, and I'll say it again: uh, the great ace that we have in the hole is the fact, and it is a fact, that the Democrats will overreach. They will overreach at every level. They'll overreach here in, the, in Minnesota. They'll overreach nationally. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you exactly what I mean by that. Uh, there are those who say, gosh, there's really no difference between Republicans and Democrats when it comes to just the basic nuts and bolts of managing government. And at times it seems like there is something to that. Uh, but when the Democrats get control of a thing, they kind of show the differences. Now, when Republicans get into the office, uh, especially at the national level, eh, but here in Minnesota as well, they can kind of tend to disappoint. And, and by the way, that's, uh, that's a, uh, 
that, that's inevitable in a democracy, by the way, in a representative republic. Uh, the the majority isn't supposed to have complete control, and for better or worse, uh, the minority party, which the Democrats were for the last two years in D.C. Uh, since the uh, presidential election, the, major- the minority party still has considerable power to influence the outcomes of things, which is something that annoys the bejeevers out of Democrats because, of course, it it prevents them from having complete control when they get complete control, which is why they're trying to abolish the Electoral College and abolish the Senate, for that matter, uh, to disenfranchise minorities, uh, electoral minorities rather than uh, ethnic minorities. Anyway, uh, but ethnic minorities as well. Uh, the, the beauty of the representative republic is that the minority always has the ability to influence things. That's why a lot of Democrat bills are going to scare the bejeebers out of good, solid Republican conservatives like this audience uh, for the next two years. But if the Minnesota State Senate doesn't completely fall over on its face, they will be able to prevent the worst of the depredations from getting through. Now, there'll be a lot of political maneuvering. We're going to have to eat a bunch of spam sandwiches over the next two years uh, because the fact is the majority does have its privileges and perks. But we at least have the ability to to hold back the tsunami of stupid. Now, that being said, we're going to get a tsunami of stupid. And one of the ones that sort of spells out the difference between Republicans and Democrats at the national level is while the GOP on the national level will capitulate, will surrender on a lot of things it shouldn't, on things like spending, on, on things like defunding the National Endowment for the Humanities and, and public broadcasting and spending and, and entitlement programs and uh, allow all kinds of government scope creep to, uh, to, to creep in to things when the chips are down, the Democrats take the gas pedal of power and jam it straight down to the floorboards. And I, as evidence of this, I go to a daily caller piece that came out this past, uh, well, came, came out on Christmas Day, actually. And I quote the daily caller, Democrats are increasingly lining up to support a <clears throat> Green New Deal, which, while vague on details... <laughs> <laughs> uh, could end up being the largest expansion of government power in decades. As it stands, the Green New Deal is more aspirational than actual policy. Indeed, it takes its name from the <clears throat> New Deal of the 1930s, and its main backer, including Democratic New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, compared it to the Great Society of the 1960s. That's right, even worse than the New Deal. More than 40 Democrat lawmakers support the <clears throat> Green New Deal as part of a broad plan to fight global warming and bring about what they see as economic, social, and racial justice. A poll found that most Americans supported the deal, but knew little about it. Oh, there's a shock. Got to pass it to know what's in it. But the big question is, when Americans find out what's in the Green New Deal, will they be willing to pay for it? Now, this this tells you a couple things. First of all, that, that the history books have been jiggered in such a way as the depredations of the original New Deal, and especially the Great Society, have been whitewashed from public discourse. And so that young bobbleheads like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, have no idea what they're talking about. And, and the voters to which they speak, especially in some of the more all due respect, bobble-headed regions of this country don't know exactly what a awful thing the New Deal and the Great Society were to this country. Uh, the The New Deal prolonged the Great Depression. I mean, it's a simple fact of economics. If you leave a recession or a depression alone, and the fundamentals of your economy are sound as ours were, as, our, as ours have been all along, the steeper the drop-off in the economy, the sharper the pickup, because a free market assumes that the resources and labor freed up by the drop get picked up fast and used for to fuel the expansion. It can make for a miserable few year, months or years for a lot of people, and I've lived through a few recessions in my time. But at the end, if you leave things alone, they tend to bounce back. In fact, it's a dead lock that they bounce back on their own unless you do too much intervening in the economy to 
to allow the natural fundamentals of the economy to cause that phenomenon to happen. And it's happened twice in living memory, at least living for some people memory. The Great Depression, uh, the uh, first the Hoover, then the Roosevelt administration intervened heavily in the economy, trying to keep up consumer spending. And they, they intervened in the economy and went about subsidizing businesses to to subsidize consumer spending. Uh, at a time when the when the consumer sector was was having all sorts of pro- had all sorts of problems and had uh, all sorts of unviable businesses uh, eating up resources, labor, uh, capital, and land, and it was the process. And, and not to mention bad investments, uh, bad investment, yeah, b- bad investments in in the stock market. Uh, in financial products that 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 were not viable, and the fact is, if you let those non-viable products die off, again causing a certain amount of short-term misery for the people who were involved with them, which is for which we feel some compassion for, and, and by uh, and against which we have some sort of social safety net. Instead, what we did in 1933 was pour a bunch of public money and a bunch of public policy effort into keeping the bad ideas afloat. And when did that happen again? One guess, 2007-2008. The the Bush administration poured $700 billion into a bailout of banks that were, quote, too big to fail, and the Obama administration uh, ratcheted that up, at at least tripled it, as I recall, as you probably recall as well. And what that served to do is to socialize the risk of the economy and, excuse me, uh, privatize the risk and socialize the gain. Uh, No. Privatize the gain, socialize the risk. Basically uh, assure that the stakeholders in in these big businesses that were not viable, that that failed on their own terms, countries like uh, the wretched countrywide mortgage, which was one of the most corrupt organizations in American private sector business history, uh, stayed afloat long enough to get merged into Bank of America, which more of the same, uh, as opposed to dying, going away, and freeing up all that capital, labor, talent, and, and, and money for businesses that could conceivably succeed. So what does that have in common with the Green New Deal? Well, what it has in common with the Green New Deal is you can count, A, on any government intervention to save the ecology, to save the ecosystem, to cause more damage than it than it uh, rectifies. And B, you can count on it having very little to do with saving the uh, saving the earth. Uh, again, those those three, four, five magic words that uh that, that pop out in the descriptions of this green new deal are uh, promoting quote economic social and racial justice See, it's not about saving the earth uh, there's legitimate questions as to whether the earth is in trouble at all uh that's a whole separate debate i'm not going to get into it now because quite frankly if i can't solve the problem myself there's probably not a whole i can do about it and, and by the way my carbon footprint is a lot smaller personally than than those of most of the global warming proponents that are out there. And by the way, that's a that's a phenomenon throughout society. We've talked about this in the past on the show. It's about radically transforming society using the power of government to bludgeon people into line around this policy uh, around these policies. It has very little or nothing to do with saving the earth. And in fact, it's it's amazing when you look into some of the statistics about who is polluting the earth. The plague of plastic floating in the Pacific Ocean, well over 90% of that comes from China and India. A fraction of it comes from the United States. Uh, Coal emissions, almost entirely from China and India. Uh, Countries, rather, that are gradually emerging from third world status. Companies that within my life... Countries that within my lifetime were... uh, on the brink of mass starvation. And and they're gradually joining the, I don't know, if not first, then the second world, 
India is, is is has made great leaps. I mean, nobody in India nobody in India is starving anymore. Whereas back when I was a kid, uh, there were there was talk from some of the same people that are talking about global warming today about uh, India starving itself back to having just a hundred million people. All right, so a little over a billion right now. So that uh, that that particular prediction came a cropper, but this Green New Deal is exactly what I'm talking about. The tendency, indeed. The hardwired aspect of progressives to overreach, to take their power and use it. Oh, much more on that when we come back. 651 289 4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Where do you go for the latest news and insight into what's happening in Minnesota policy and politics? Americans for Prosperity Radio. Join host Jason Flores for conversation about the issues that matter most and to get the knowledge you need to make a difference. From City Hall to the State Capitol to the halls of Congress, we're pulling back the curtain and giving you an inside perspective on the economy, health care, education, and more. Americans for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Have you ever spent a night on organic cotton sheets? If you have, you've probably never slept better. Hi, I'm Scott Tannen, founder of Bowen Branch. We make the softest, most comfortable, 100% organic cotton sheets you will ever sleep on. You can't buy our sheets in store, only on our website. Because we only sell them online at BowenBranch.com, our sheets cost less than half of designer brands and are twice the quality. You won't believe how comfortable 100% organic cotton sheets can feel until you try Bowen Branch. Hundreds of thousands of Americans love Bowen Branch sheets, including three U.S. presidents. Don't just take my word for it. Sleep on our sheets risk-free for a month. If they're not the most comfortable you've ever slept on, you can send them back for a refund. Plus, if you order right now, we'll give you $50 off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping at BowlinBranch.com. Promo code CALM. Spelled B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code CALM. BowlinBranch.com. Promo code CALM. Hey, could you help me find this file? Oh, yeah, that computer crashed yesterday. It's on the cloud, though. I thought we stopped backing stuff up there. Right, but I think it does it automatically. Oh. What well, says the server is offline? <laughs> Great. Accounts payable, confidential HR files, important spreadsheets and documents. We all have them. But is that data backed up, encrypted, and protected? Don't assume it is. No, it is. Join us Thursday, January 31st for Prepare and Respond, an event that will get you up to speed on cybersecurity, personal protection, and securing your workplace. Prepare and Respond is free for educators, church leaders, and small business owners. Complimentary breakfast will be served. Make a small investment of your time now to ensure you're not scrambling later. Visit am1280thepatriot.com to register and see our panel of experts. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson, who will be back next week. Almost certain of it. I actually will be uh, filling in for Brad, I believe, Sunday next week. Brad will be in for me because I'll be off on assignment uh, next uh, Saturday. So we'll be uh, talking about that as well here. I will see you uh, two weeks in a row here on the uh, Sunday shift. Anyway, uh, by the way, make sure you join us Thursday, January 31st for Prepare and Respond, an event that equips you with the tools you need to protect your office, school, or small business. Our panel of experts will cover how to put together a scalable emergency action plan uh, for your church, school, or small business. 
your security measures for your building, property, or facilities, uh, cyber data security breaches, handling how to handle those, which are a big issue these days, excuse me, uh, physical security and uh, how to respond once a threat has happened. Prepare and Respond is free for educators, small business owners, church leaders, and IT teams. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. It's an important issue here. Having a plan is, uh, if anything, just as important as having the tools, if you will, to deal with a uh, with an emergency. Having a plan for how to deal with the emergency is half the battle right there. Uh, by the way, in the first segment... We'll come back to that in just a moment here. Today is a, today is a character show here. I, I was so sick yesterday. I had a massive fever. I was chilled and I was just kind of queasy all day. And I came in and did the show yesterday. And, of course, something about the adrenaline of being on the radio cures a lot of ills. It's really kind of amazing. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times over the last 14 and a half years, actually 14 and three quarters years now, that I've had uh, some degree of being under the weather going on and gotten into the studio and had the surge of on-air adrenaline kick in and carry me through with flying colors. And that's all fine and dandy. Of course, when I get out of the studio, I crash again. Now, last night I had an elephant in the room gig after the show. Oh, oof, what a night. No, I, I, I took a nap after the show. I went out, played at the Eagles in Stillwater. Actually, actually fainted on stage because the fever spiked and actually this is this is so rock and roll i mean yeah they I got me back up in a chair and we actually started the second set on time so booyah me anyway thanks to everyone out at the eagles who in addition to being a great uh, bar great tavern great place to spend the evening uh Apparently pretty up on their first aid, so kudos to all of you out there. <laughs> anyway, I passed out during the last song of the first set, and uh, the rest of the guys propped me up in a chair, and I finished out the show. So it was, uh, it was, it was a fun show. And by the way, a, a week from this coming Friday, January 11th, uh, Elephant in the Room is going to be back out at the Outpost in Ramsey, another one of our favorite rooms. Uh, we're going to be out there uh, from 9 till 1 on Friday night, January 11th. So make sure you make your weekend plans coming up here. Me and the guys, including uh, this broadcast, former producer Tommy Wen, uh, which some of you longtime listeners uh, will no doubt remember, we will be uh, live out there. So hope you can make it out there. So back to the Green New Deal. Now, you could expect a, a full-court press of misinformation, disinformation, and flat-out propaganda regarding this uh, Green New Deal. And as an example of this, I go to the website uh, Earther. Gee, I wonder what their... Uh, <laughs> I wonder what their... Uh, what, what their what their sympathies might be, actually. They are a part of the uh, of the Onion uh, chain of publications, uh, and not really the Onion per se. They're not really direct spinoffs of the Onion. But the Earther is, along with Gizmodo, uh, Jalopnik, Deadspin, Jezebel, uh, Lifehacker, and some of these other sort of out-on-the-edge sort of lifestyle sort of publications. Earther, it probably isn't a big surprise, is pretty much radical environmentalism. And which, fine, we, we have a First Amendment. You can believe anything you want, but uh, just like to call it propaganda when we see it, bald-faced propaganda. Now, the previous article about the uh, Green New Deal said that polling, polling, uh, shows that Amer a majority of Americans support this Green New Deal. And I I'd like to re just go through this article real quick just to show you the, the, the danger of this sort of rhetoric in log-rolling people into regrettable conclusions. The article in Earther by Brian Kahn uh, says, quote, the Green New Deal is popping. New polling released on Friday by the Yale Program on Climate Change Communication shows that 81% of respondents across the political spectrum support the progressive plan to combat climate change by rapidly weaning the U.S. off fossil fuels. 81%. Wow, that seems high. Quote, the findings are stunning, but also come with a couple of caveats. <laughs> Namely, that most people haven't heard much about the Green New Deal. 
and they may not know of its connection to, and here's where it gets just hilarious, folks. They may not know of its connection to incoming Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a bet noir to the right-wing fever swamps. Gosh, I wonder what this writer's sympathies are. <laughs> I don't think we're going to call this a, a publication that has even the faintest designs on, on objectivity, even trying to claim it. Well, no, they'll claim it because that's what the mainstream media does. But anyway, still, the fact that the idea enjoys broad support in a semi-vacuum shows that before Americans descend into their political bunkers, progressive policies are actually quite popular. Let's look at the meanings behind the words in Brian Kahn's sentence right there. The fact that the idea enjoys broad support in a semi-vacuum shows that Americans, before Americans descend into their political bunkers, progressive policies are actually quite popular. In other words, and, and this is literally what he's saying, although this is probably not the way he intended to say it, as long as you phrase an idea in warm and fuzzy enough terms and don't provide any information, uninformed people will take a look at those warm, fuzzy terms and go, huh, sounds good to me. And this happens on issue after issue after issue, especially if you tack on some half-baked, uh, completely agenda-based numbers onto the, those terms, which is what has happened here. Quote, the Green New Deal is a set of aspirational goals uh, in line with the best available climate science. Well, of course it is. Among these goals are switching the U.S. electrical grid to 100% renewable energy by 2030. Which, by the way, is what the Germans just tried to do 10 years ago. I mean, the Germans' goal 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, in the last decade, was to switch the entire German electrical grid to 100% renewable energy by, I forget the year. And it failed miserably. I mean, people realized that wind turbines consume more energy to build, set up, and maintain than they will produce in their entire service lifetimes. They do. And that the uh, the solar power, while a brilliant idea in concept, is does not produce the density of power needed to fuel a modern industrial economy, including all of the conveniences that people, including, no, indeed, especially global warmists, need to maintain their lifestyles, <laughs> and, and not just their lifestyles, but their actives. I mean, let's be honest. The website, Earther, depends on cheap energy to bring itself to you via the, their computers, via the power grid, via the, the communications grid that carries the Internet around and about, via the computers that people read Earther on. Without cheap electrical power... Modern life is, would be very, very different than it is today. And the Germans found out the hard way over the last five years that big thoughts, <clears throat> or as they're called uh, in, in, uh, in, in Brian Kahn's article, aspirational goals are expensive and inefficient and not ready for prime time. Anyway, uh, 100% renewable energy by 2030, that is <clears throat> 11 years. Improving energy efficiency and setting up policies for a green jobs guarantee. That worked so well for Barack Obama, didn't it? While planning a just transition for fossil fuel workers as they move into new economic sectors. In other words, uh, get off, get, move into the collective farm kulak. If it sounds good to you, you're not alone. Well, of course it sounds good uh, if you phrase it in warm, fuzzy terms that basically assume that that, that incru increasing energy efficiency is a matter of saying, hey, get more efficient. I mean, we're already, we are already one of the most ener energy efficient societies in the world. And, and if you have been listening to the propaganda from Big Left, you might go, oh, Mitch, come on. No, we use, we, this country does use uh, a good, uh, what's the figure here? Something like a quarter of the world's energy. And we are 6% of the population of the world. We also generate 30% of the productivity. 
we we produce more of the world's gross domestic product with our 25% of the world's energy use. Uh, so we are net ahead. That is the very definition of energy efficiency. We produce more GDP than we consume uh, compared to pretty much any other nation on this planet, significant nation on this planet. Shut up about Latvia. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. The Patriot is growing, and we're adding a multimedia account manager to our team. If you're outgoing and enjoy helping local businesses reach their potential, call 651-289-4418. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Now is the best time to get your new vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. It's the final days of the Hyundai Holiday Sales Event, and you get all the gifts. Big discounts, huge incentives, and great finance rates on Hyundai Elantra, Santa Fe, Sonata, and the compact sport utility that has America buzzing, the Hyundai Kona. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. And when you purchase a vehicle from Invergrove Hyundai, you're automatically enrolled in the Saxon Rewards Program. You'll earn money for future vehicle purchases, plus get exclusive savings on food, gas, and car washes at local businesses and restaurants. The Hyundai Holiday Sales Event ends January 2nd at Invergrove Hyundai. If you can't make it in before then, though, don't worry. They'll be here to serve you when you're ready, because Invergrove Hyundai is part of the Saxon Auto Group. They've been getting it right for over four generations. Invergrove Hyundai, online at InvergroveHyundai.com. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. We all have special dreams. If money were no issue, what's your dream? Join Online Trading Academy for our free investing class by dialing on your cell phone, pound 250, use keyword OTA, pound 250, keyword OTA. AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please... Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson. But don't wait. Don't forget, starting Tuesday, Sebastian Gorka joins the staff here at AM 12A, The Patriot. Uh, starting next year, this coming year, just three days away, join American First with Sebastian Gorka live every weekday from 2 to 5 p.m. Uh, if you've heard of the guy before, he served as an advisor to uh, the Donald during his 2016 presidential campaign, was on staff at the White House uh, during most of last year as deputy uh, assistant to the president for strategy. And he parlayed that into a talk radio gig. Mm, much respect. Sebastian Gorka, uh, as Michael Medved uh, retires from the industry after he uh, much esteemed career. Glad, glad to see uh, Sebastian Gorka joining the weekday lineup, tearing it up on the national level here on uh, Salem and AM 12A, The Patriot. So, 
We were talking about the Green New Deal, the so-called Green New Deal. The uh, Even its proponents call a set of aspirational goals, which is whenever you see people talking about policy in terms of aspirational goals, that's a polite term for blowing smoke up your kilt. There's really no other way around it. When you're using policy to... It, it's it's to it's to use policy to drive society in a desired direction, and first of all, anytime government decides to try and drive society, anytime government tries to inflict its aspirations on society, you're looking at a what could possibly go wrong. I mean, anytime government decides to try to inflict its aspirations, which, by the way, are the not so much the people's aspirations as it is the aspirations of those who have managed to win elections, the most recent election, which to some extent is inevitable in a democracy. And on the other hand, it's something that representative republics are there to hedge against. Anyway, it's a set of aspirational goals in line with the best available climate science, it says. So when when they say they have a poll that shows 81% of respondents support the idea, even though they know nothing about it, uh, they support it somewhat or strongly, that includes 92% of Democrats, 88% of independents, and even 64% of Republicans, according to Brian Kahn. Quote, the numbers are markedly higher than similar polling done by progressive think tank data for progress early this year. There's no set plan for how to get there. Oh, do you think? Uh, but that's why groups like the Sunrise Movement and Justice Democrats have been lobbying for Democrat leadership in the House to set up a select committee to support the plan. Uh, and the numbers... Are, are are the the numbers look like? I mean, it's from the Yale Institute for Climate Science Information, which, by the way, should not be mistaken for a Yale scientific program. All right, we're talking a PR agency within the Yale uh, campus here. It's a it's a group within the Yale camp, and they they wrap the name Yale around it. Uh, to to give it some sort of legitimacy because, hey, if Yale is behind it, it must be legit. That's called an appeal to authority, and it's a logical fallacy. And the idea of, of saying a, a, a group that, that provides climate change information as opposed to actual scientists doing actual scientists science should tip you off that what you're dealing with here is not science, it's attempting to log roll society in a political desired political direction also the poll uh ranked uh, the, the poll based on 966 registered voters now no information on these voters other than their political motivations republican democrat or independent but when you see polls like this that show cataclysmic support for some policy that has no definition to it you have to ask yourself okay what what was the question that was asked and it's not too big of a of a leap to say the question that they asked these 966 registered voters by phone is uh so would you like to save the earth well you're going to get at least 81 percent of the population to uh support that would you support government uh, taking the lead in saving the earth? Well, most people think of government as a friendly, benevolent uh, force in our society. Many, a good half of our society thinks uh, the government is the fount of all wisdom in our society, at least come election time. And would you like to see government save the earth by instituting a green new deal i mean decades of our educational system have trained americans to think that the new deal saved the american economy it darn near killed it i mean the great depression should have been done over finished by 1935 the nation was headed for recovery in 1933 when the New Deal came in and froze the economy in a depressed state. 
the economy was still depressed at the beginning of World War II. I mean, massive government spending uh, on on civilian uh, civilian work projects like the Civilian Conservation Corps, for which my grandfather worked at one point, uh, or military buildup, a huge, huge military buildup in the mid-30s, weren't enough to get the nation's key economic indicators out of depression level until well into the war. And we didn't get anywhere near low unemployment until we drafted 12 million people out of the workforce. And that's not really full employment so much. I mean, it was full employment, but we had to fight a war to get there. And after the war, it was another whole story. We were the only undamaged economy in the world. And, and, and the fact that we were the only economy that could produce anything certainly led to an amazing prosperity because, of course, the whole world had to come to us for anything they wanted. Most of the world's economies were bombed flat, steamrollered, if they had an economy to begin with. China, India, forget about it. Russia, at the end of World War II, had had 30 years of communist dictatorship to destroy its economy. China was so far down in the third world, it probably practically qualified as the fourth world in 1945. Great Britain, they were still rationing food in 1954. Their, their, their private sector hadn't bounced back from war production uh, socialism in the mid-50s. And so we had a time in our economy where all of our productivity could be put towards anything we wanted because we, we could support the world's biggest military and the world's most prosperous economy because there was no other economy in the world. Really not. Canadians did pretty well, too, but they were a tiny country. Anyway, compared to us. And so the New Deal was a disaster for this nation's economy. But the people who have written the textbooks for the last 80 years uh, were so invested in the idea that government could plan our way to utopia that all of those inconvenient facts got left out, got omitted, got dropped, got, got left out of public consideration. And so when I was in high school, you had a generation of teachers who said, yep, the New Deal saved this country. Well, the New Deal froze this country at depression levels for the better part of a decade. But that's an inconvenient truth. Anyway. We have a generation, really a society of people who hear terms like Green New Deal and think utopia through policy. As long as we get our nation's best and brightest working on this problem, which we are assured is a problem, uh, we should be able to fix it. Which is, of course, the entire world's response to climate change and microcosm. The idea that if we turn the keys to the entire world's economy over to our, quote, best and brightest, i.e., the people who move themselves into positions to uh, try to, to influence the economy, that will fix everything. And that's never worked. And it never will work. Because all of the systems involved are mind-warpingly complex, and we so complex we can't possibly know what all goes into any of them. The climate, we're st research is still figuring out what, what, how climate actually works over time, not 10 years, not 30 years, millions and billions of years. We don't know. I mean, we, we know bits and pieces, and there it, it, certainly caution is warranted. But the idea, oh, and by the way, e economies are every bit as complex. No one person is, is capable of knowing all of the economic effort that goes into manufacturing even the simplest of implements in our economy. I mean, there's a classic uh, essay from, I believe, 1960 called I Pencil, and it basically talks about how the number two pencil 
Building a number two pencil is so incredibly complex that nobody in the world can do all of it. Mining the graphite and the clay to make the lead, transporting that graphite and clay to the factory, going through the chemical process to make it uh, stretchable into long, thin pencil leads, cutting the wood, growing the trees, cutting the wood, transporting the wood to the factory, cutting it down to the right shape, uh, putting the lead into the pencil, making the pencil, growing the rubber for the eraser, mining the tin to go into the little thing around the, whatever you call it, that goes around the eraser. Not one single person in the world can build an entire number two pencil. Not one single person in the world can even describe the detailed processes by which a number two pencil is made. And that is the simplest of the implements of the modern world. You multiply that and, and increase it with logarithmic uh, speed when you get into more complex, complex things like a car, like uh, a fishing rod, like an iPhone, like the coffee cup in front of me. Nobody can describe all of the things that go into it, how to do all the things that go into it, much less actually do it themselves. And yet you want a bunch of people whose only accomplishment in life is earning a Ph.D. from some university somewhere to take control of it all, all of these impossibly complex domains? You want government to save the economy and the ecology and the earth? <sighs> Who's not going to vote yes? Simple answers sell. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Ask yourself, if you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. You'd build it right here in the USA. Because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. The safest, most innovative Sprinter yet. Starting at just 33790 Built for you. The all-new Sprinter. Built in the USA. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. NSFP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. 2019 Mercedes-Benz printer available soon. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-942-4730. 800-942-4730. That's 800-942-4730. Has accomplished it's in that the last time of year. year to be thinking Not about that company party or get-together. Paisley Michaels here and might have suggested the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club. They have the perfect banquet space available for you. Lunch or dinners and it includes a wild game dinner. It's a great opportunity for you to pair your event with sporting plays or shooting and you get that up north field. And it's one of the perfect sites for a wedding destination. you want more information, call Judy at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club 952-447-2277 or online at horseandhunt.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. I never 
It's a new technique we have here at the station. We'll run two programs at a time, too. Adam, the producer, is uh, at a loss for what happened. It's used to be a regular thing here at the 1280. I mean, it's amazing how things have cleaned up over the years. I guess we're going back to old times, you know? Classic, you know, every once yeah. in a while, there's a little, I call it retro these days, I believe. That's, uh, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It happens. It has happened in the past, and it's actually cleaned up a lot. I remember 10 years ago, it was more than norm. You'd sometimes tune in at 2 in the morning, and there'd be two or three programs on the air for 20 minutes at a shot. Uh, so things have improved quite a bit. Anyway. So, I we were talking about, and the larger lesson of this, this first three segments is uh, when you see people talking, see people on the left, the big left and the media, pardon the redundancy, uh, talking about aspirational goals, things to which they aspire, whether you aspire or not, to them, uh, be on guard because everything they put out there is going to be an attempt to get you to, if not uh, adopt their aspirations, uh, at least be forced to live with them. And this is not just on on climate change uh, and responses to climate change. I mean, the fact is uh, the free market will solve the problem long before government ever gets there. I mean, I mean, 15 years ago, when the governments, when the Met Council went on its train building spree, uh, I, I, a lot of us responded by saying, hey, what, what, are you, what are you trying to do here? What's your, what, what are you aspiring to? And what they aspired to, the aspirational goal that was, quote, met, end quote, by these uh, train lines was to get traffic on the, off the road to save energy and to uh, basically combat urban sprawl. Well, basically, in other words, by, by jamming more people into the urban core and and cutting down on the growth of the suburbs through, uh, through both transit and other uh, regulatory uh, mechanisms to, to change the zoning out in the suburbs, which, by the way, we're seeing accelerating in places like Eden Prairie, where productive real estate has been converted into highly subsidized low-income housing in recent weeks, uh, recent years here, uh, and linked up to mass transit to get people from where they are to where they didn't want to live in the first place to go to the jobs that won't be there for much longer. Anyway, that's uh, that's one of their aspirational goals 15 years ago and today is to uh, get people off the roads, to alleviate congestion, to uh, to do all the stuff that, that mass transit was promised uh, promised to do, supposedly. And, of course, none of those aspirations were met, and we all said exactly as much, those of us who pay attention to these things, 30, uh, 20, what am I saying, 15 years ago, we were all saying the same thing. This, your aspiration, you're, you're basically leading with a goal and trying to bludgeon society into uh, following the goal and, and, and zone them out of doing anything but following your goal, which is really kind of a passive-aggressive approach to uh, policy, just making it impossible not to go along with your goal. Uh, That's kind of uh, passive-aggressive or perhaps narcissistic is the best word for that. We'll come back to that next hour. But this is an aspirational goal. And the the, the potential benefits of mass transit, of rail transit in particular, were grossly oversold. I mean, they said, oh, of course, it'll support itself. Of course, it'll reduce congestion by X percent. Uh, of course, it'll uh, it'll break even financially. And then the goalposts moved and, and said, OK, well, of course, we're it doesn't come within 75 percent of breaking even. Well, it was never intended to. Well, that's not what you said back in 2000 when you were log rolling the state into uh, getting building uh, the first of what's going to wind up being three mass transit lines. Uh, and many more to come if if the state doesn't wise up. Anyway, this sort of rhetoric intended to log roll people into acquiescence is it's out there in terms of transit, in terms of public uh, zoning policy here in the Twin Cities, uh, basically spreading blight uh, instead of spreading prosperity. It's uh, nowhere more evident than in gun control, by the way. Uh, the mayor of, this is hilarious, uh, Mayor Catherine Pugh <laughs> of uh, Baltimore, 
uh, tweeted the other day. I believe it was Thursday. As of today, we removed over 1,800 guns and one rocket launcher from the streets of Baltimore. I kind of thought, what are we talking here? A bottle that shoots bottle rockets, maybe? Well, anyway, we'll come back to that. Oh, yes, we will. And yet the NRA thinks somehow rocket launchers are good for Baltimore. No, no, they don't. The NRA has been silent on the issue of rocket launchers, if indeed a rocket launcher was what got turned in to this gun buyback. Perhaps a name changer is in order. The National Rocket Association. Yeah, Mayor Pugh, leave the comedy to people who are actually funny. But but her assertion was that the they got a rocket launcher off the streets. And that was, I'm sure, a great chanting point for the anti-gunners and other of the less bright out there until the picture came out. And, and my good friend, uh, Sergeant Dave Thule was the first to identify this to me, but a, a avalanche of other people identified this as well. What it was, was the disposable launch tube of an army, of an army anti-tank rocket. When I say disposable, what it means is it's a piece of fiberglass that's designed to be fired once and thrown away. You carry the whole thing around with you in the field, and when you're ready to shoot it at, I don't know, a tank, a bunker, a building, whatever it is you need to blow up, you take it out, you fire it, and you throw the tube away because it's not good for anything anymore. You can find them, by the way, out there. They're available online. Uh, they may or may not be legal in your jurisdiction. Be careful. It's called an AT4 rocket launcher. It's designed for blowing up tanks and other big things that go boom. And you can get them. Online for about 250 bucks, And they will never launch anything uh, ever again except perhaps flowers if you tip them up on end, fill them full of dirt, and put seeds at the top. Other than that, they're useless. They're a fiberglass tube. Why you would pay 250 bucks for one that was empty? And by the way, it was empty. It had been used. Uh, Sergeant Thule pointed out that the rubber covering on the end that keeps the rocket dry until you shoot it was broken the seal was broken it was gone the rocket was no more and so more vapor from governor uh, mayor Pugh of baltimore northern alliance radio network we'll be back for another hour shortly here northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. Is something not smelling right in your business or home? It's probably not the smell of your first attempt at brewing kombucha. It could be mildew and mold. Restoration Pro 24 experts say it's easy for a home or business to become infested with mold. Mold development does not need much time or space, especially when moisture has contact with drywall or wood. Mold is capable of spreading through a property in as little as 48 hours. Restoration Pro 24 are experts in mold detection and remediation. Their professionals use advanced testing and equipment to detect the source of water feeding the mold and then apply certified techniques to remove the mold, treat the space, and restore your building back to its clean, mold-free condition. Don't ignore strange smells or signs of moisture. 
If you are in the greater Twin Cities or Western Wisconsin, invite the experts at Restoration Pro 24 to inspect and if needed, remediate your mold and mildew issues now. Call 844-GET-STEAMED, 844-GET-STEAMED or RestorationPro24.com. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and Western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.